Welcome to Sophisticated Property Investing, a podcast brought to you by Ethical Property Partners, the experts in sophisticated property investment. Hi, I'm Frank Flegg, founder of Ethical Property Partners. What you're about to hear is actually audio from one of my YouTube videos, as well as the weekly deep dive podcast that's released every Thursday and the quick caffeine cast in between. There's also loads of content over on YouTube. So if you're not subscribed to our channel, but you want to see even more tips and advice for your sophisticated property investing, just search YouTube for Ethical Property Partners. See you over there. So this is episode three of our series of five episodes on the marketing strategies you should be using right now in order to be finding motivated vendors and therefore sophisticated deals. If you haven't watched the first two episodes, I'd recommend you go back and watch those first. But in our last episode, we covered how you can build relationships with estate agents in order to get the best below market value deals or sophisticated deals that require none or very little of your own money. In this episode, I want to talk to you about a different type of relationship building, and that is networking. Now, networking has been phenomenal for my business. I've talked about it on the channel before, but from the perspective of finding motivated vendors, having a team of people who know what you do and are looking out for opportunities for you on a weekly basis is is absolutely unbeatable. So how do you find a team of people that will support you in finding distressed sellers or motivated vendors? The way that I've found most success is to join a close contact, high accountability networking group. Now networking goes from all the way over here where you turn up once every couple of months, once a quarter, and all the way over to here where you're there every week, you're expected to attend, you're expected to bring business, etc. Now at this end of the spectrum, you don't have to invest a lot in the relationships, you don't have to invest a lot in the networking group. And remember the investment in a networking group, an organized networking group, is not the money you pay for the dinner or the breakfast first or whatever or the admission fee it's the time that you invest in it so at this end of the spectrum you've got a fairly lax attitude you turn up when you want to and consequently you don't build as strong relationships as at this end where everyone's there very regularly either weekly or fortnightly i have found most success at this end but this end takes more of your time so some of you know because i've talked on the channel previously about the fact that i was actually um about the fact that i actually ran a bni region i ran bni in nottinghamshire and lincolnshire for a few years before i um started ethical property partners and In that time, I realized the massive power of a close contact networking group, such as the ones at this end of the spectrum. And BNI is a good example. I've only positive things to say about it. Although there are other networking groups that I think are equally effective. BNI is a, it stands for Business Network International. It's a global franchise in 50 plus countries, I think. And there will be a meeting, a BNI meeting, close to wherever you live, pretty much anywhere in the world. And if you haven't been, if you're considering networking as a strategy, and I'm, I'm gonna come on to informal networking in a minute, we're, we're talking about formal networking at the moment, 
But if you haven't been to a networking group, a close contact networking group at this end of the spectrum, I would recommend you go and check out your BNI group because it's phenomenal in terms of the amount of business that's done. Some groups of 30, 40 businesses are doing several million pounds of business a year past referrals between themselves leading to that level of business. And I was getting deals, several deals a year from just turning up and having breakfast once a week and that's not too bad. You also get great suppliers, you also get referrals for other parts of your business, investors perhaps, um, people who want to lend money to you as well as vendors that need to sell you properties. So I would definitely recommend visiting and always visit before you join, visit a few before you join, maybe have a rule that you're gonna go see three or four groups before you join one and visit some at this end of the spectrum and some at this end and then decide what's gonna work for you. Now, if at the moment, you're, you've got plenty of deals and or perhaps you've got a deal and you're doing a development or something and you're thinking I don't want any more deals then now's the right time to join a networking group because it takes time to build those relationships if you're going every week it'll obviously be quicker and we talk about the phrase like no trust the phrase to remember when building rapport and building relationships is no like trust so people need to get to know you, need to know your name, need to know what you do in business, etc. Then they have to like you, and then they have to trust you before they'll do business or before they'll refer business to you. But that is a brilliant way of having a team of people actively looking for opportunities to bring to you for you to buy properties from them. And when our normal marketing strategies aren't working because the market is too buoyant, having that referral team out looking for those opportunities, bringing names and numbers of motivated vendors to you is absolutely invaluable to you. The other type of networking that you should consider, and everyone should do this, you might decide that you don't want to invest the amount of time that these formal networking groups require. This end of the spectrum, a BNI group probably requires about eight hours a week of your investment. It's not just turning up and having breakfast, it's looking for business for the other people in the group, it's sitting down having coffees with people in the group and building those relationships. So maybe eight hours a week at this end, which is 20% of your working week, so not an insignificant amount of time. And at this end, it might be an hour a week if you only meet once a month or something. So those are the formal options. And you might decide they're not for you, and that's absolutely fine. And the reason we're doing five episodes is so that you can pick the ones that are best for you and uh, leave the ones that, that you don't fancy doing. The other type of networking that everyone should be doing, though, is informal networking. And by that, I mean letting people know that you are in the business of buying property when the open market doesn't suit someone. And it's important to educate people about that. So what does that mean? You can't say to them, oh, I'm looking for motivated vendors. They're, they're not gonna understand what that means. I'm looking for distressed sellers. They're not gonna know what that means. So you need to phrase it in such a way that it, it answers their questions. So what do you do? And you know we're going into the, the, the summer holidays now, you've got your Easter holidays and then your summer holidays. You're gonna meet new people on holiday and one of the most common questions you'll be asked is, oh, so what do you do? You need to have an answer to that that explains what you're looking for. And I, the, the common example is, you know, chatting to parents around the school gates, oh, what do you do? So you want to explain what you do for people rather than how you make money. So 
I invest in property is a really poor answer because it's focused on you. Oh, what do you do, Frank? Oh, I invest in property. The person asking that question and receiving that answer is not gonna then recognize an opportunity for me because that, that doesn't mean a lot, invest in property, what kind of property, etc. So contrast that with this answer. So Frank, what do you do? Oh, I buy properties from people who can't sell on the open market. And the reason that's a much better answer is because it's not complete. So what the person asking me that question is likely to say is, oh, what kind of properties then? Or in, in what way can they not sell on the open market? And then it gives me permission to expand. Oh, I'd buy anything that, that basically no one else wants to buy. So it might have structural issues or it might have legal issues. It might require quite a lot of work. It might be that someone wants to sell really quickly if they're going for a separation or if they're emigrating or moving for work, etc. So I just specialize in awkward properties that people are struggling to sell through the open market through estate agents. And very succinctly, that was less than 30 seconds, that person has now got their radar. We talk about RAS, reticular activating system. They've now got at the forefront of their mind the fact that I can help their friends and family who are struggling to sell their property. They're focused on who I want to speak to rather than, oh, I invest in property. Straight in one ear, out the other, and that's it. But Frank can help people who are struggling to sell property. Perfect. Now, when someone says, oh, I wish I could sell my house really quickly or I need money for my business, I wish I could sell one of my properties quickly. Oh, I know someone who can do that. Or, oh, my sale's just fallen through because they've found damp in the property or they've found Japanese knotweed in the garden. If only, you know, I could sell my property. Ah, I know a guy, he's, he's at, he's, I've met him at the school gates. Our children go to the same school. Um, I'll tell you what, I'll let him know tomorrow. I'll give him your number and you can give him a bell. All of a sudden, you've got leads coming into you without spending money, without spending loads of time, depending on the type of networking you do. Hopefully that's inspired you to go do some networking. If you get some successes and get some leads, let me know. Now we've talked about networking previously on the channel and we've talked specifically about know, getting people to know you, like, getting people to like you, and then trust, getting people to trust you. And if they know, like, and trust you, they will do business with you. And it doesn't matter whether that's lending you money, buying properties from you, renting properties from you, or selling properties to you. And that's what we're talking about in this series. So how can you do that in the modern world? Well, some of our partners are having massive success using social media. Now, you will already be on certain social media channels. You might be spending time on Twitter, you might be spending time on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. It doesn't matter which channel it is. All it is is an extension of your physical network of people. So when I talk on the channel about having your 30 second elevator pitch ready to explain what you do when someone asks, it's the same thing whether you bump into someone at the school gate, whether you bump into someone at a Christmas party, or whether you bump into someone online. So how do you let people know what you do so that they know to get in touch with you when they have a problem with their property or when one of their friends has a problem with their property? Well, it's as simple as letting them know how you help people. So 
The way that some of our partners have done this is they've got into the habit and we generally recommend once a week. Now it does depend on how often you post anyway. If you only post once a fortnight, starting to post once a week additionally, on top of that, all about your property business is perhaps gonna be a little bit of overwhelm for your social media contacts. But if you regularly post anyway, maybe you're sending an update once every other day, three times, four times a week, something like that. Slipping in maybe one in five posts, one in 10 posts about your property business is a brilliant way of letting people know what you do. Now, I suggest that you actually let everyone know how you can help people. I wouldn't do this specifically for vendor marketing because a lot of your friends, family, their contacts, their business associates, everyone that you're connected with may well not be a vendor but they might be an interested investor or they might be an interested money lender or they might be an interested purchaser of properties from you as well as potentially being property sellers so what I recommend is you decide how often you're gonna post maybe it's one post a week maybe it's two posts a week about property and what you want to do is you want to explain in story form how you've come about having this property and the way that I have seen it done most successfully is to be open and transparent, proud almost, about how you feel about this property. So let's just say you've you've just purchased a property and you're really excited about purchasing the property. It's a great idea to say, look at this property, you know, do a selfie, Facebook Live or something, saying, this is the property I've just bought, I'm so excited, this is my fifth property ever, this is my first property ever, it's me and my business partner, here's Fred, my business partner, look at this property, there's a lot for us to do, we're expecting to do this and this and this and this. I'll update you when we've done it, but you know, stick a comment below to, to give you support, something like that, just to share your journey with people. Now, obviously you want it to be in a positive light. I'm not sure I would explain all of the mistakes I've made on a refurb or on a development necessarily, but you can certainly show the challenges you've had and how you've overcome them, show what you're most proud of. And so let's take that um, property that you've just completed on. You could then do another update, maybe with some photos, some before photos to show what the condition of the property is, getting my quotes in, here's me with my first builder, here's me with the roofer, really excited, we're hoping to start the refurb on this date and update people. Now you might feather that in with a post or a, a video about another property, just viewing these properties today, Boy, there are some really exciting opportunities at the moment. Now that all the stamp duty holidays have finished, um, people have stopped focusing on Christmas and have started deciding to sell their properties, etc. And what you're doing is you're sharing your journey. Now, the problem most people have with social media marketing, and that's what you're doing, you're doing organic social media marketing. At this stage, I wouldn't recommend you do paid advertising. I think it has a very different um, aura about it, a very different image and it's also very hard to get right. So my suggestion is at this stage, you um, post organically to the people that already know you. And I wouldn't start befriending and connecting with property people because property people are not your target market. Property people are gonna know what to do with their problem properties. 
property people are already buying properties below market value, etc. So you don't want to um, connect with a load of those people, and they're also not that likely to support your journey necessarily. They're more likely to be critical of, oh, did you not know you were supposed to be doing X, Y, Z? Oh, have you thought of this um, rule? Have you considered building regulations, etc.? You don't really want that critique on your posts. You want your friends and family and contacts to be supportive of your journey so that when those prospective investors, when those prospective vendors see your posts and start following you and start paying attention to you, it's all very positive, the, the story. It's very open. It's gonna build trust in you as a property professional, as a property investor. And so one of the biggest problems I come across with people that want to engage in social media marketing is content. They struggle with content, but actually, it's very easy to create content from your property business. All you have to do is document everything you do in your property business. And what you can do is you can use an app like Clockify. Clockify is a way of tracking your time in your business. So you can have it on your phone, you can have it on your desktop. Every time you do something, you click on Clockify and say what you're doing and it tracks your time. It's brilliant for time management, time efficiency exercises as well, but I'll cover that in another video. But what it will do is it will give you a list of everything you do in a, in a given week. And those are your topics for your social media posts. So it could be something as mundane as saw an amazing property on Rightmove, it's been on the market for nine months, uh, send the vendors a direct letter offering to buy their property from them. Really excited about finding it, here it is on Rightmove, you might blur it out, etc. Now I'm gonna jump on to and registry and pull up the details. I can't believe it's only three pounds. Here's the letter, I'm folding the letter and I'm taking it to the post box. I'll let you know how I get on. That's like a five minute job, but could easily be a 10 minute post or a five minute post for one of your one or two posts per week. So then you could say, I've had a response from the letter that I sent. I'm so excited, let's see what they say. Oh, it's a no, Never mind. I know that if I send 100 of these, I'll get a deal. So I'll keep you posted on the next person that says yes. Or I'm going to view some properties today, or I'm going to an auction today, or a picture of you with um, a map of the area. I'm plotting out my gold mine area today, or I'm walking the street today looking for properties that are marketed by vendors rather than by estate agents. Whatever you do, you're delivering leaflets, you're going to the post office to get your advert, you are recording an advert that you're going to put on the radio. Really excited to be sat in my studio today or really excited my microphone's turned up because I'm going to do my radio advertising etc. So you kind of just document what you're doing. If you're not doing as many deals as you'd like to be doing, it's because people don't know that you can help them. Did you know that last year 306,000 transactions fell through? They were sale agreed and then they fell through. That means that in your county, if you live in England or Wales this is, 7,600 transactions fell through last year. That's over 500 transactions a month in your county. How many of those do you need? One, two, three a month? How? What, what are your goals? And so all you've got to do is let those 500 people every month who are dead set, they're committed to selling their house, they need to sell their house in many circumstances, all you've got to do is let them know that you exist and you can step in and help. I spoke to an agent actually, quite unusual for me to speak to agents, on Saturday about a property where the sale was agreed 
in April last year, I'm recording this middle of February 2022, this sale was agreed in April 21. That's 10 months ago, crazy. And they're still trying to complete the sale. And he said, Frank, what would you offer on this? I told him it was about 100 grand less than the current agreed price. He said, I think if this doesn't go through in the next two weeks, the vendors may well come back to you. There are motivated vendors all over the place, even in this buoyant market. There are motivated vendors everywhere. They just don't know about you. So if you get into the habit of letting people know that you're in property, that you can solve complicated property transactions, that you can buy quickly, you will have people start to contact you. True story happened in just the last few weeks. I went to one of my boys after school clubs the person that runs the club came to me and said, my parents need to sell their house, Frank. I know that you're involved in property. Can I outline the problem? He outlined the problem. It was a tricky one. I spent about 10, 15 minutes with him. We decided to have a cup of tea. Um, and whilst the kids are in their club, had a cup of tea, 10, 15 minutes. I solved his problem for him. I am now looking to buy his parents' property. May not happen but that's not the point. The point is I have now got the opportunity to buy that property. I've given them a solution. And if they decide to take me up on it, I'll go and meet with them. I'll speak to his parents. I'll meet with him, meet with his siblings as well. And we'll decide whether my suggested solution is a good solution for them. But that's a deal that could easily earn me six figures, easily. Now it wouldn't have been possible if that guy that runs that after school club didn't know what I do. And the way that people can find out, one of the ways that they can find out what you do is through social media. And so my suggestion is start letting people know what you do every part of your business. So excited, I've moved this couple in, here's a picture of them, I gave them a bottle of wine. I love property because you give people a home whilst making a brilliant return on your investment. I can't believe that I only put 20,000 pounds into this property and it's actually making me a thousand pounds a month. That means that in just 20 months, I'm gonna have my money back and I can go again. Woohoo! I love the returns I get from property. A post like that is gonna make everyone with 20,000 pounds think, I wanna have a chat with this person, I wanna get to know you, how do you do that can we have a coffee and all of a sudden you start getting those inquiries you get those direct messages I'm interested in this let me know I started posting on my um, personal Facebook um, page I've stopped now it's too labor-intensive for me but I did it for a while about my franchise and how I was growing my franchise I had friends in other countries contacting me one guy in particular in um, Portugal said Frank I love what you're doing how can we bring this to Portugal now it didn't come off we couldn't make the numbers work etc but I had the opportunity to sell the right of EPP to Portugal because I posted on my own personal Facebook page. Now, I don't have thousands and thousands and thousands of people that I'm connected to, but it shows that that small network actually, because it's not just them that sees your post, it's also people beyond them that can see that post. It is powerful, guys. Social media is a powerful way of getting your message out there. And some of the partners on the, um, on the EPP partnership are making serious money from just regularly posting about what they do. Hope you enjoyed this episode. If you would like to get our episodes first, hit the notification bell, click the subscribe button, and you will be told by YouTube, that's how clever this is, each and every time we release an episode on our Tuesday release date. Every Tuesday we release a video to you guys to help you on your property journey. If you would like to help us grow the channel, then I would love 
for you to say thank you by hitting the share button and sharing this with someone who you think might value learning about sophisticated property investing techniques. And I'd like to give a quick shout out to Jim, who I know will be watching this because he's eagerly awaiting episode four. Jim watched our channel for a year and today we met for the first time because yesterday he joined EPP and is now within the EPP family and starting his EPP journey. Jim, I'm proud of you, sir. If you're like Jim and you've been, in his words, stalking me for the last year, then guys, don't delay. Property prices have gone up by 10% across England and Wales in the last 12 months. Wouldn't you have preferred to buy a shed load of property a year ago and now have it 10 percent more valuable and if you think yeah 10 percent on my money if i've got x amount in the bank that'd be amazing it's not 10 percent on your money because you use the bank's money to buy the property so actually if you've put a 25 percent deposit down and then the property grows by 10 percent actually you've now got the equivalent of 35 percent deposit in that property massive the leverage you can get through property investing is huge so don't delay guys get in touch with us if you want to get cracking with your property journey get in touch with us and you you, like Jim could be sat in the room it was 20 or so of us this morning we uh, went out to see a property critiqued a real-life deal and walked around the property worked out what works to do on it worked out how to um, maximize the opportunity and then we spent all afternoon with a SAS expert explaining how we can tap into our pensions and use those to invest in commercial property and how we can loan them to our companies to buy resi property and then loan it back clever clever stuff from people who are actually doing this on a daily basis um, and uh, and Jim was soaking it all up he's invested in I think he said two properties before sold those got a lump of money and now wants to make that lump of money work hard so if, if you think we can help you on your journey guys don't hesitate do get in touch until next time happy investing sophisticated property investing a podcast brought to you by ethical property partners the experts in sophisticated property investment